Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All righty, gang, here we go. We're back in the Your Saltwater Guide World Headquarters. We tried to do this from the beach today, and I apologize. The third world problems, the internet, then we finally found a good hot spot on the internet, and then it was too hot on the beach. It was like 85 degrees on the beach down here today, and that blew the iPad and the laptop got too hot, and I only went live for like four minutes, and it was too hot. Real world problems, I know. You're tired of hearing about how Horrible the weather is down here in Cabo San Lucas, but that's what happened today. That's why we weren't able to go live at noon. Gang, I got a couple of announcements. Don't forget the t-shirt. You want to have one of these. I know you're all coming to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival. We already know that because you're already pre-buying your tickets. Bill is blown away. The 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March is going to be incredible. The amount of people that are going to be at the show is going to be unbelievable. And I know most of you are coming. Wear one of these shirts. I'm going to give you plenty of free stuff. If you wear one of these shirts, these are the people that have already promised to give us stuff. Promar is going to give us stuff to give away. Okuma is going to give us stuff to give away. Baja Jerky is going to give us stuff to give away. And maybe Opsin Floral Carbon, Costa, Del Mar is going to be giving us stuff to give away. So there's going to be plenty of free stuff. But if you don't have one of these shirts on and you're walking around the show and you come to my booth or you come up on, come to my show and I'll see you from the audience. If you're wearing one of these shirts, you're getting free stuff. And those of you that aren't, you're going to be bummed. And then also remember Justin Botrell and myself have combined to give you a free fishing trip on bowline sport fishing for one lucky person. Kelly will pick your name out of the hat on February 1st. And we're going to give you a bluefin tuna trip. We're going to give you a bluefin tuna trip. And you're going to be able to go with us, bluefin fishing with you and three of your closest friends. So there'll be four total, plus myself, Justin, and the deckhand. Because God knows when I go on a boat, I ain't doing no work. So today is Text the Show Friday. We already have a handful of questions that came in from from podcasters and from... uh, other people on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook that already knew that it's text the show Friday. But it's those of you that are sending questions over here on uh, Instagram, again, you got to send them to my phone. You have to send them to my phone. So my beautiful, lovely, spectacular wife will read them on air here and we'll be able to answer your questions. So we're going to get going here right now. We got a really, we got a cool question here already. So we're going to get going here. When, it, when does it make sense to deep drop on a mark, whether it be yellowtail or bluefin tuna? When does it make sense? 
when you're marking fish under the boat, when does it make sense to drop down something like a, a knife jig or a carnata uh, slow pitch jig or something like that is what he's asking. When When is that the time? Well, when that fish is down there over 150 feet deep, then it's time to give that a shot and give that a try. If that fish is above 150 feet, think of it like this. How fast can you swim? Or excuse me, how fast can you walk 150 feet? Pretty darn fast. Well, think about that fish. He can swim 150 feet really, really quick. One flick of the tail and he swam 150 feet. So to put on a, a knife jig or a carnata slow pitch jig or something like that or a sinker rig and drop it down to fish that are less than 150 feet, that's ridiculous. Because those fish that are at 150 feet or less, they're all looking up trying to get to your bait. So if you drop a sinker or you drop a, a knife jig or a carnata slow pitch jig, as that thing goes flying by them, all the fish look at each other and go, I don't know what that was, but that's not what we're looking for. They're all looking up. They want to eat that bait up on the surface. That's why they're at that 150 or less. But if they're below 150, if they're two to 300 feet deep, all day, every day, carnata slow pitch, knife jig, something like that, sink a rig, get it down there. And that goes to understanding how deep, how much line you have out. And also, like uh, I heard Tim Ekstrom talking about the other day on Let's Talk Cookup. When your line is going out straight out in front of you, when you're drifting and you're trying to do that, that slow pitch or the knife jig or the sinker rig, you want to make sure that your line's going straight down. If there's an angle on it, you need to wind it up, cast it out off the other side of the boat and let it sink down. You also need to know how much line you have out. So mark your line every 100 feet, mark it a different color, black, first 100 feet, green, second 100 feet, blue, the third, 300 feet. It's super important to know how much line you have out so that you don't go flying by the fish or you don't try to fish above the fish. All right, Kelly, we got another Gang, when you send us a message, you got to leave your num your name so we can give you that. One of you are going to win that free T-shirt, but we need your name. Go ahead. He wants to know, um, he wants to catch a white sea bass this year. When should he go out and start targeting them? Perfect. When should we start looking for that white sea bass to start biting? Well, as these squid nests develop along the coast, which will be probably in the very, very early stages of the spring or the late winter, that's when that stuff's going to start to bite on the beach in that uh, that uh, squid grounds, the squid nest that we talked about on our show last week, how to fish the squid nest and how to fish the squid grounds. That stuff usually starts to show up around the end of the winter, beginning of the spring. And then as spring starts to move along, as you watch the water temperature and it starts to get up into the 62 to 64 degree, that's when that fish is going to start to really get active as that water starts to warm up. And I know a lot of you have just started fishing since 2015 and you're like 62, 64, that's freezing. Well, that's what you're going to experience this year because we're finally having a real winter in Southern California, which we haven't had in a very long time. 
you're going to witness colder water than you've seen in a very long, long time. And now you're going to understand Southern California is a cold water fishery. It's not a warm water fishery. When that water gets up into 67 to 69, for my whole childhood up until my early adulthood, that was the standard, man. If that water got to 70, that was smoking hot and those Dorado would show up. But our water in Southern California in the summertime would be 67 to 69. That was that was warm, warm water until 2015. And then all heck broke loose. And we've had warm water ever since. But that's not the norm for Southern California. And now you're all starting to see what a winter really looks like. We have a real winter upon us. We got storms backed up one after the other. Phenomenal amount of wind. That wind is coming from the north. It's coming and it's very, very cold wind coming off that ocean that's cold up there that ocean up there above san francisco is in the high 40s and that's blowing all that cold weather cold water down towards us and the cold wind causes the water to get cold even quicker and it starts to roll the water over on itself and the water down deep now is cold it wasn't like that in 2015 2016 2017 2018 2019 the deeper water was still warm the deeper water was in the high 60s well, now that deeper water's in the high 40s. It's going to roll over and everything's going to get cold. And you're going to have to start to get into that mindset. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent, but that's how I do my seminars because I got so much information floating around this computer and I just start to want to share it all with you. And I know we're answering questions. So we got another question. Go, Kelly. We need a charger. Right away. Okay, right away. so this is John from La Mesa. All right, John from La Mesa. And he would like to no, or he, he wants to go whale watching on his own boat. Oh, perfect. What should, what should he do, and what are the do's and don'ts? All right. John's asking about whale watching. Gang, this is so cool because we were, my sister and I just did a conference call for the uh, PCS show, and we were talking about my dad, and my dad was the pioneer of whale watching in Southern California, really in the world. In 1967, my father ran the very first whale watch trip where people paid to go whale watching. I know you did it way longer than he is. He he didn't. He's not as old as you guys. He's he did hasn't been doing it as long as you. But my father started it in 1967 around the very first whale watching trip of anybody that paid people to go whale watching. I'm sorry if you thought you did. You're you didn't. But here's the deal. So I got the opportunity to grow up in the whale watching world. And listen, by law, you're supposed. This is. This is the Marine Mammal Protection Act. You are supposed to stay 100 yards away from the whales at all times. At all times. Now, if, the, if you're stopped and the boat is not moving and the whale swims to you, that's fine. But if you go charging up on the whale, and what a lot of people do, they don't understand. They saw, they saw the sh show on National Geographic or they saw a TikTok thing where the people were petting the whales. And they all think they're going to get to pet the whale. Listen, the whales in Southern California are on a migratory path. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent on this one. The California gray whale and the humpback whale are both on a migratory path. Right now, this time of year, they're heading down to the bays and lagoons of Baja, California. This is the longest known migration of any known marine mammal in the world. It's about 10,000 miles long round trip. And it's going to take these whales about nine months to complete the whole entire journey. When you see them out in front of L.A. or Dana Point or San Diego, 
during December, January, and midway through February, those animals are on their way to Baja. They do not want you on your private boat to impede their migratory path. What do I mean by that? You're driving on your boat, you see a whale spout. Right now, when that spout goes up in the air, you're gonna see the, the plume going up the coast because that means that animal's traveling down the coast. When the plume of air goes up and it's not water, it's condensation that's trapped around the blowhole. When that water goes up, it's gonna be moving back towards LA because the animal's swimming towards Cabo. That's the way they're headed right now. What you do not want to do is get out in front of the whale and try to cut them off at the pass. Because listen, most of these animals are pregnant right now. So their senses are extremely high. I don't know if you've ever been with a pregnant woman, but it's not a, it's not a good time to F around. It's just not a good time to mess around with a pregnant mom. It's just not a good time. You do not want to get in front of them. You do not want to impede their migratory path. You must stay behind the animal and off to the left or off to the right. I'm going to help you a lot on this whale watching thing. Listen, in the mornings, you want to be the whale on the outside, the whale on the ocean side in the mornings. That way you're not shooting your pictures into the sun. I'm just trying to help you. I don't know why the Wi-Fi is screwed up on Instagram because it's working great on TikTok and Facebook. I don't know. I'm trying to use Kelly's phone and it's, I'm, I'm sorry. Jump over on TikTok or Facebook. It's going really good over there. The people are having a ball. But listen, when you're taking your pictures in the morning, you want to have the whale on the ocean side of you. You want to be on the inside of him and behind him. That way you're taking your pictures away from the sun and out to sea. The afternoon, after 12 o'clock, you want that whale between you and the beach. That way, when you're taking your pictures, they're not going into the sun. I'm just trying to help you. I ran the whale watch boat for 12 years, five trips a day, 8, 10, 12, 2, and 4 in Dana Point. The stuff I'm talking about matters. You always want to be behind them. You, and also, how do you find the whales? You got to look. Even the whale watch boats that carry hundreds of people, the only way they find the whales is with their eyes. There's no special devices. If someone tells you they're seeing the whale on their sonar or they're, they're seeing it from their tap, the only way they're seeing it is with their eyes. If you happen to be right behind the whale and you have an omni sonar that you spent 120,000 US dollars for, then yeah, you'll be able to see them. But other than that, the only way you're gonna see them is with your eyes. But the number one thing that used to drive me crazy and make my blood pressure grow up, go up is people that feel the need to get in front of the whale. Do not get in front of the whale. I already told you which way they're going. December, January, halfway through February, they're going south. Stay behind them. Stay between them and L.A. February, the middle of February, March and April, they're going north. Longest migration of any marine mammal in the world. And I could go on and on and on about their migratory path, but that's the way to do it. And if you want to get into a giant mess, look for all the whale watch boats and then get in there with them and stay behind them. Don't get in front of the whale watch boats. Stay behind them.
Those people didn't go on the whale watch boat to take pictures of your beautiful boat. They went out there to see the whales. You do not want to get between the whale and the whale watch boat. And the guys run, 90% of the guys running the whale watch boats know what they're doing. The other 10% are straight up bugger eaters. And I call them out every day. All right. We got another question. I'm sorry. I'll go on and on and on. This is from um, Going Deep Darren. Going Deep Darren. Let's do it. Okay. So he um, he wants to know how, how the- Hey, Pancho. How the artificial reefs in San Diego bite in January through March. Okay, great. You know me. I'm an artificial reef guy. The only reason the artificial reefs were bitten- excuse me, built along the Southern California or the whole California coast. All artificial reefs were funded by the California Fish and Wildlife fishing license fees or by private money. But they were put together for sport fishing, for recreational fishermen and sport fishing boats. That's what the artificial reefs are for. And this time of year is unbelievably fun fishing the artificial reefs. Get out your trout rods, get out your six pound and your eight pound and your 12 pound and your light spinning rod and your small hooks and your strips of squid and your pieces of clam and your shrimp and get out to these artificial reefs. And you know what? Most of the artificial reefs can fit 10 or 12 boats. There's that many rock piles. But the key to all this is anchoring. If you want to be successful fishing the artificial reefs, you got to anchor. You got to start to increase the prey density level. You have to get a chum bucket. And we cover all that on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. I cover everything you need to be successful to catch fish, winter, spring, summer, or fall. Also, we cover everything you need to be successful to catch lobsters. I give you all the spots. My clients post hundreds of pictures and hundreds of great testimonials of how fun they did hoop netting for lobsters and knowing the spots to go to and knowing the proper way to do it. Thank you, John, for leading us into the artificial reefs thing and opening up the idea that, gang, just because it's cold, just because it's raining, doesn't mean it's time to put away your fishing poles. It means it's time to learn how to fish for what lives in Southern California. And if this cold water cycle continues, you may be really disappointed, all of you that only like to catch tuna. You may be very disappointed this summer because you may not be seeing all that tuna you thought, oh, tuna lives in Southern California. Well, it doesn't. Tuna doesn't live in Southern California. The last eight years have been kind of an enigma and we've been very blessed, but that's not the norm here in Southern California. All right. Okay. This is from Dean. Dean. So let me read the whole We got a big, long question from Dean. Listen, gang. I know, but when you guys send a question, make it quick. Just go to the question. Go, honey. Okay. So Dean wants to know, he says, now that the regs have changed that you can fish for whitefish now, is there a way that we can target them without also catching a bunch or getting a bunch of rockfish. Is there a particular bait, rig, or structure we should look for uh, to help uh, look for to help uh, differentiate between those two? Or do we just 
have to plan on descending all the, those rockfish? Well, here's the deal. Whitefish and sheephead are what we're allowed to fish. They didn't close those now. So, yeah, they took away our rockfish, and that's a whole other subject, and we could talk about that till my head explodes. But we're allowed to take whitefish and sheephead during the winter time, which is brand new. We've never been allowed to do that. So we're very, very excited. We're very, very excited. Thank you very much, Tim. That's the very first badge ever given to me on Instagram. Facebook and TikTok, they, you guys give me plenty of gifts. But Tim, you just gave me the first gift on Instagram. And believe me, we're going to make it well worth your while. Thank you very much, Tim. We'll get back to you later. Okay. Back to what he was asking about. Is there a way to just target whitefish and sheephead? And, and that way you won't have to worry so much about catching reds and, and boscos and starry eyes and all that other stuff. Well, think about this. The whitefish and the sheephead have a small mouth. And the, the rock, normal rockfish has a big mouth. So what I'm going to suggest is use a smaller hook. Use a number four or a number two hook. That way the whitefish can get that hook in their mouth. And then look at our, on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, we show you exactly how the proper way to cut up a squid. If, if you go on a sport boat and they don't cut the squid up that way, I wouldn't go on that sport boat anymore because they obviously don't care. There's only one proper way to cut up squid and that's the way I show you at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Any other way is the wrong way. I show you how to cut them into strips to be like spaghetti. White fish and sheephead can suck that piece of spaghetti right up. And the smaller hook's going to keep you from hooking those big rockfish. You got a much better chance of hooking the whitefish and the sheephead. So that's how I would go about it. And I'd use a dropper loop. How do you subscribe, Tim? Go to your saltwater. Or no, Tim, Wait till the show's over and call me personally at 949-374-0786. I will get you signed up on my website. Gang, all of you, if you're thinking about, hey, I, I'm tired of sucking at fishing, or I just want to know why I suck, or I just want to know why we don't catch anything when I go on this boat or that boat. Gang, call me, 949-374-0786. I'll get you signed up to my website. For a monthly fee on my website, it's less than that cup of Starbucks coffee you buy every morning, or it's less than the two gallons of gas you buy every day for your car. And you could be on my website learning all this stuff we talk about every day on the show. So hopefully that answered your question on the whitefish and the sheephead. I get off going on tangents and I forget the questions, but I remember it. So let's go next. Okay, this is from Mike Lewis. Oh, Mike, my buddy. You cannot keep rockfish. You can keep whitefish and sheephead. You cannot keep any rockfish until the 1st of August. On the 1st of August, or no, yeah, no, the 1st of April. What am I saying? Uh, I was reading a comment. The 1st of April, you'll be able to catch rock, keep rockfish again. But right now, if you catch a rockfish, you must let that rockfish go. And if any of you have ever seen that, when these rockfish come up from the depths, they come up, their eyes are bugged out of their head, their stomach's sticking out of their mouth. Do not puncture the stomach to get it to deflate. That's not going to work. You need to have some type of descending device on your boat. You have to have one. 
because you care about the environment and you want to do good. So you want to have that descending device. It's super important to have it on your boat because you care about the environment. Also, you want those fish that you're catching to be alive when you go back to that spot the next time to, to catch them and take them home after April 1st. So hopefully that helps, Mike. Hopefully that kind of answers your question. But descending device is crucial. It's not the law, but you know what? We being great stewards of our environment, which we are better stewards of our environment than any environmentalist, and you all know that, we care more about it than they ever will because our lives depend on it. So there's nobody out there that cares more about the fisheries than I do. That's why I'm so anti-California sea lion because they're destroying the fishery in Southern California. It's not you and me with our fishing pole. It's that animal. But we'll talk about, we talked about that on our show yesterday. All right. All right, Wyatt. Wyatt wants to know, uh, does your website have spots at the Northern Channel Islands, Santa Cruz, Anacapa, Santa Rosa area? Yeah, my spot. Here's here's the different, and thank you, Wyatt, because this helps me. Here's where my website's different than anything else out there, gang. First of all, we have a community. We have 3,700 plus members in this community of fishermen. And we share everything. We have a fishing report section on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. On that fishing report section, you're getting reports from actual people that are out there just like yourself, involved in the act of fishing with their children, with themselves. And we're working together for the common goal that we can all share all our information in an environment where there is zero negativity where there's other websites, we won't mention the names, but you go on there and you mention anything or you ask a simple question and you're going to get pummeled by a bunch of people in their underwear sitting in their mom's basement just pummeling you. They pummel me every single day, but I like it. I eat it up. And I've gathered most of the hate back from the people that took it from me, like Billy and, and Mark Wish. Those guys started to take my hate. I'm owning all the hate again now that we're getting so popular. And I love the hate because the hate represents what? More views. But listen, on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, I'm going to answer Wyatt's question in a minute, but I want you all to understand. The fishing report section is what differentiates us from anything else out there. Over on the fishing report section, you'll go over there and you'll see the fishing report. Let's just pretend like Wyatt goes out to the Channel Islands tomorrow and catches a bunch of fish. And Wyatt has a warm, fuzzy feeling about your saltwater guide where we share everything. Wyatt puts up a picture with his children and a whole bunch of fish that they caught at San Miguel Island on the numbers that I give you on my website. And he says, hey, gang, if you really want to know, you can send me a message and you leave a comment on there and you say, Wyatt, hey, this is Jim. My wife and I are going to go out to San Miguel next weekend when the weather's bitching. Did you really catch those on those numbers that Dave gave you for that high spot at San Miguel Island and 60 feet of water? Did you really catch all? And Wyatt says, yeah, Jim, as a matter of fact, why don't you call me up? We can talk because I'm going to be going out there next weekend. Now we've created a buddy boat system. There's no one else doing this, gang. There's nobody else that is this kind and this friendly as those of us that are members of your saltwater guide. Not only do I share all my information, but all the members share and all the people that are successful want you to be successful. I don't know where else you can find that. If you can, I want you to sign up for that website. 
But I promise you, I allow zero negativity on my website. If there's anybody that's negative, I ban them. You don't even get a second chance because there's so much garbage and negativity out there. I ban you immediately and I refund every penny of your money because I don't want your money. I don't want to be involved with you. You can go over and I'll give you a list of the, the places where you can have your negativity and be all negative and you can share all your negativity and you can be there and you can neg out, but not on my website, gang. But Wyatt, back to what you were asking. Not only do I give you GPS numbers and I got plenty of people that will vouch me on this, but what I've done is I've broken the California coast up into a huge library of videos. Now, we made these videos 35 years ago with Danny Jackson and Don Brockman and Joe Bongos, and we went up and down the coast, and we put all these things together. What I've done is I've digitalized it all now, and I've put it on my website. And I, just for example, let's just say San Miguel Island. I give you 15 really good spots at San Miguel, but I teach you exactly how to fish them. I don't just give you the numbers because, really, numbers are worthless if you don't know what to do with them, if you got a whole book of numbers that you got from my buddy Pete Grosbeck, but you don't know what they mean, they're kind of worthless. But if you have someone like Pete Grosbeck that is willing to share those numbers with you and then tell you what you can do when you go there, well, that's where the, that's where the magic is, gang. That's what I've done different than everybody else. I just don't give you numbers. I tell you, listen, White Rock. San Clemente Island, I give you the numbers. I tell you the depth that you need to be in and why do I need to be in that depth? And I tell you it only bites in a downhill current. It won't bite in an uphill current. It won't bite in no current. And I've done that for every one of the spots on my website, which over a thousand spots. Now, gang, remember what I said. You can be a member. You can go over there and become a member by calling me at 949-374-0786. And we'll all be successful when we go fishing. Or you can keep sucking. It's up to you. It's not going to change what Kelly and I eat for dinner, but I guarantee it's going to change the look on you and your friends' faces when you catch fish every time you go. Go ahead, Kel. I'm sorry. I get going and I can't stop. Okay. So this, um, this is from Dan and Kim. Oh, Dan and Kim. A couple of our longtime members of our website. This should be very, very good. Also, Kim's the one that caught that phenomenal golf comey that's only been a handful caught in Southern California. Pete Grosbeck calls them slime groupers. They live big time in Cabo, but they don't live up in SoCal and they caught it right outside their Harbor and beautiful right outside of mission Bay. Okay. So there's two questions and they're totally separate questions. All right. So I'll, come on, Kim. I'll ask this, this one relates to some questions that you were answering earlier. Are you sure on the sheep head? And Sam and Kim thought they read that sheep head is closed from January 1st. I'm not sure of anything, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, because they changed this rock cod regulation thing on a daily basis. They printed something, they put it out the other day. I was under the assumption when I was listening to the meeting that they were leaving the sheephead and the whitefish open. But if the regs say they're not open, then they're not open. But remember, like it says on my website, I'm not here to tell you about the regs. You can't hold me to the spot about the regs because I can't barely even understand it. So the last thing you want to do 
is when the fish and wildlife pulls up to you and you say, well, Dave Hansen said, I, well, first of all, when you mentioned my name, you're already in big trouble because they don't, they already know if you use my name, you're doing something bad. No, I'm just kidding. They love me and we're all good friends, but gang, don't take my word for anything. Check the reg book and make sure that whatever I'm talking about is the absolute truth. I'm just trying to help. You mentioned braided fishing line is abrasive. Do I need to worry about? Hey, Ivan. Line? Do I need to worry about uh, braided lines wearing out the eyes on my fishing line? That's a great question, Dan and Kim. The the braided line on your old guides back in the olden days when the guides were that um, chrome plated brass that would get worn out pretty quick with the new braided line. Nowadays with the ceramic guides and the ceramic, the ceramic that they're using or whatever that the porcelain or whatever they use, whatever the, cause I don't know the molecular structure of what the hell they're using, but I know that they designed it so that the braid can't wear it out. So older rods, guys like you, Dan and Kim and me and Pete Grosbeck and Ivan, we're old guys. We, we're old people. We got old rods that, that it may wear the guides out, but any of the new stuff, I promise you, braided line is not wearing that out. Another question? Oh, wait, wait, no. Whoa. <laughs> Guys, you got a few more seconds. 949-374-0786. Send in your questions. We will answer them, gang. Here they come. Okay. Send in your questions. I will answer them. You have me right now. You have me. I'm going to save Sean Doyle's question for last. Okay. So, um, Jack, uh, Jack has a question, and he wants to know uh, best places to make mackerel in Santa Monica Bay. All right, best place to catch mackerel. I hear the baby kitty crying. Our lit, we got a new baby kitty, and right now the baby kitty is in the monkey's cage because the monkey and the baby kitty were playing together today. Take off the stress that the monkey got from the owl that the neighbor put in their backyard. It almost destroyed our little monkey they put one of those owls that you uh put on your boat or put in your yard to keep the birds from pooping all over they put that owl in the backyard three days ago and my monkey's been losing his mind he thinks he's going to get eaten by the owl i'm sorry i got off on a tangent but marley's doing good he's got a new little kitten to play with and so that's helping him out a lot but what? oh and i was just told sheephead Spear fishing and uh, from shore, you can do it. You can't start doing it until April 1st from a boat. That doesn't make any flipping sense at all. That's the dumbest, but oh well. The way that's for another show. So what was the question? <laughs> oh. You got to understand the 70s were gnarly on me. The last question. Oh, we the just... last question. So uh, Sean Doyle wants to know. Um, no, the one before that. What, what? See? I asked you Jack's question about the mackerel. Maybe oh, the mackerel in Santa Monica Bay. Perfect. I'm sorry. Got all whacked. Okay. In Santa Monica Bay, Redondo Beach, when you come out of Redondo Beach and you go to your left over to Haggerty's Cove and there's that kelp over there, that's a really good area to make mackerel right there. Or if you're coming out of Marina Del Rey, you're going to go out towards that 
when you come out of the harbor of Marina del Rey, you're going to go to the north side as you come out of the harbor, and you're going to make that turn and start to head up the coast. And just off to your left, there's going to be a barber pole out there marking the artificial reef. There's a phenomenal amount of mackerel over at the artificial reef. Out of Redondo, you're going to go down to Haggerty's to the, that kelp. There's a bunch of mackerel living in the stringers of kelp. The key is using a chum bucket. It's going to change everything. If you can use a chum bucket, that will help you tremendously. Or you can use the Pete Grosbeck method, some oatmeal cat food mixed up in a five-gallon bucket and taking a coffee cup and spreading it across the water every once in a while. I don't like to do that because it makes my hands smell. And, man, I, I don't like to get dirty anymore. Those days are long gone. No, I'm just kidding. That works phenomenal, but... The chum bucket, really cool. You throw it in the water, you let it chum for a little while, catch the mackerel, put it back on your boat, take it home, put it back in the freezer. It's ready to use it again on another day. All right. Any more questions? All right. We're still got questions coming in, gang. I will answer your questions till you quit asking them. I promised you. If you have questions, send them in. 949-374-0786. And as soon as the show is over, Let's get you guys signed up to the website so you don't have to keep sucking at fishing and you don't have to keep eating your boogers. This is from Darren. Darren. His 15-year-old daughter loves calico tacos. He wants to know if they bite in the winter at the artificial reefs or uh, at the base of the kelp line. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we catch plenty of calico bass at the artificial reefs. And what is cool this time of year as the water gets colder there's a good chance that uh there'll start to be more anchovies in the mix probably more anchovies in the bait barge anchovies aren't a warm water fish so as that water got warm they got pushed off the beach as the water gets colder they're going to be starting to catch more in the bait when they're the bait boats are out fishing for bait so if they start to get more anchovies then you got a really good chance of catching calico bass at the artificial reefs and the way I like to do it is with a small sliding sinker and a number four or a number two bronze colored or black colored hook. Nose hook the anchovy, cast it out, let it sink through the water column. When it hits the bottom, wind it back up and throw it back out. Just like how I teach you how to fish with the live squid. You want to keep that anchovy moving in the water column. The chance of getting bit on the fly line this winter when the water's in the mid-50s Probably not going to work, but they will bite in that lower water column if you're fishing the anchovy like that. But you can catch plenty of them on the strips of squid on the artificial reefs, too, while you're fishing for the whitefish and all the other stuff that live on the artificial reefs. Sargo, yellowfin croaker, black croaker, they all live on the reefs, and they're all great table fare, and they're all open. Now that we know sheephead aren't open, now we know that's good that I know it sucks that they're not open but if you I guess if you stood on the beach and grabbed the guy's line and then drove it out to the artificial reef and he dropped it in the water and he caught the sheep and then wound it up on the beach you could keep it that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of that is so ridiculously lame but that doesn't surprise me okay we got here bring the baby over here I want you to see our new little baby kitty. Plus, we got more questions. We have one more question. One more question, and then we're gonna go I'll play with the monkey. Look at, look at this little baby. Huh? Look at that face. Huh? Is that the coolest little face? Look at that face. This is funny face. Don't choke her. Uh, I'm not choking her. That's our new kitty. Okay. Huh? How cool. 
That's Marley's pet. Marley the monkey loves this little baby kitty. Uh, Sean Doyle, this is a very important question from Sean Doyle. Sean Doyle. And he wants to know, how is your New Year going, Captain Dave? Our New Year is going absolutely phenomenal. I want to let you all know, I'm leaving on a trip up to Mag Bay to go fishing in the mangroves at Lopez Mateo like I did last year at this time when I made all those bitching videos for you guys. I'm going to go snook fishing. We're leaving Sunday morning. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows are all going to be at six o'clock at night when I get back to the dock from fishing all day. We will be doing the shows, but they all will be at six o'clock at night. My buddy Mark has a Starlink in his motorhome. He says it's going to work perfect. So we'll be able to do the shows, but you're going to have to wait until six o'clock at night, Pacific Standard Time, and we'll be doing the show. But this is Funny Face. He's our new mascot. He's took, he's pretty, she's pretty cool. And Finn, this is the first little girl kitty Finn has ever met. So you can only imagine how Finn's doing. Finn loves little Funny Face. And so does the monkey. Monkey loves the cat. That's the monkey's cat, as a matter of fact. But gang, it's a great start to the new year. We're having a good time. I'm loving all of you. I really appreciate all of you. I can't do this without you. We're getting millions of views every couple of days. You can go look, if you don't believe me, across every social media platform. It's absolutely incredible, and I can't do any of it without all of you. And I would have never in my wildest imagination would have thought that we would have been doing this in 2023, but here we are. It is absolutely incredible, and we're going to keep doing it because you keep watching. If the views go away and you guys stop watching, then I will stop doing it, but I don't see that happening. Any more questions, honey bunny? Okay, Kelly girl, tell everybody goodbye. goodbye. We all love you guys. Thank you very much. I'll see you all Monday at 6 o'clock. Be kind to each other. Turn off the news. Remember, they're all lying to you. And uh, there's only one place to get the truth, and that's right here from your saltwater guide. Oh, wait a minute. I have a question. Dave. Go ahead. We got a question from when, Kelly girl. When, will you, when are you going to be back in this home? Thursday. We'll be home Thursday. We're going to leave Lopez Mateo Thursday morning around 6 o'clock because Mark doesn't like to drive in the dark. So we usually leave around 6 a.m. and that'll get us back to uh, Los Barillas around noontime. And then I'll jump in my little truck and drive back home to you, baby. And you'll probably see me before 3 o'clock. And then all of you will see me at 6 right here in our world headquarters of your saltwater guide and Kelly Hansen. Gang, thank you once again, everybody. Your saltwater guide. I share all this bitching information on my website. We have over 400 how-to videos. We have 3,700 members that are all there to help all of you. We all want to help you all to be better fishermen and better ocean people. And uh, that's what we got going on. Thank you for the badges. Thank you for everybody that's always given me um you guys are always giving me uh, stars on Facebook, badges, and we're, now we're getting badges on Instagram. Thank you very much. Everybody on the podcast, Apple Podcast, Megaphone, and, and uh, Spotify, thank you very, very much, gang. We're going to figure out a way to start getting you guys some of the swag we give away every week. We'll get you guys some. Remember, we're giving away a t-shirt to the best question today, and that best question is going to go to Wyatt. 
Wyatt, we need you to send us your address. You won. If Wyatt's not listening and one of you know him, send him a message. Oh, Kelly said she's got his text. She'll send him. Wyatt won the T-shirt this week. Next Friday, get your questions ready. We'll give away another T-shirt. One more. Well, Wyatt's going to text it to you. Wyatt will text it to you, honey. All right, gang. Thank you again. I can't thank you enough. We're going to go have a bitchin' dinner. You guys be kind to each other. I'll see y'all on Turn the Handle Randalls. I'll see y'all on Monday.